Is hot girl summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck? I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two Tone Training. Training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Um, so excited to have Mike Lombardi, the strategic head of partnerships here um, from Whoop. And performance manager. Don't cut the man short, Shay. Sorry, sorry that was my bad. Um, for Whoop, Mike, how are you on this fine Tuesday morning? It's it's after Labor Day weekend, so my days are I'm Memorial Day weekend. I can't even get the right holiday. I'm Good. burnt. I'm a little hungover. I'm not going to lie. My <laughs> Whoop recovery score is not so hot, but... How are you, Mike? I'm great. Uh, that's the best intro I think I've heard ever on a podcast. Wow. <laughs> it's He's the been most on energy by far. Thank you. No, that's, we love to bring good. the energy. That's Yeah, that's Let's our thing. Go. A little bit of caffeine. Um, how are you feeling after Memorial Day weekend? What's your recovery score uh, at? Good. Uh, 92%. <laughs> I feel like you didn't go hard uh, enough Memorial Day weekend. Well, you know, it changes a lot uh, when you got a, you know, a just under two-year-old. Um, yeah, Memorial it's, Day. It's a little just... bit different, um, and and all literally all of my extended family is in Italy right now on separate trips. Uh, so there's like nobody really to to hang with. Uh, the city was kind of dead. We thought about it. Uh, we did Murph on Saturday because we were just kind of looking to kill some time. Yeah, and I think uh, <laughs> it might have blew a microchip in my wife for a couple of days. So we kind of took it a little bit easier after that. So for those, um, for those fitness, uh, or not so fitness peeps that don't know what Murph is, can you give us the rundown? Yeah. Um, so it's a hero workout. It's so you do it. Uh, it's for Michael Murphy, um, who, who, uh, died in the line of service. And it's, it's a workout that he used to do all the time. Um, and it's a one mile run, a hundred pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 air squats, and then a mile run. And if you feeling up to it, you can wear a weight vest. Um, if so, you're feeling yeah, up to you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. You break it up however you want. And it's yeah. not really about the time. It's just about doing it. So right. um, it's, <laughs> you, you do all the work all year just to like, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty fit. And then you go do it. And you're like, ah, maybe I'm humbling, <laughs> humbling, yeah, very always, humbling. always humbling where you kind of want to cry a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. So we got to know, do you do it with the weighted vest or without? Yeah, I've uh, I always do it with the vest. Um, wow! But I've, I've I done it different. He seems like a vest guy. He seems like a weighted vest man. It's uh, well, it's taken a lot of time. Like the, it, it's I mean, it's hard. Uh, I've done it all the different ways. You know, straight through, you know, twenty sets of five, ten, fifteen, twenty, forty, five sets of twenty, forty. It, you know, like I just do it with whoever I'm with. So um, it's good. It's a good challenge. It's one of those where. Um, you need to keep lying to yourself a little bit. Um, and, and, and the end is breaks, near. You know? Yeah. The end is the near. near. It's just one. Of, I feel like you, you both can appreciate this, that Boston only has three seasons mm-hmm. and we go from it just being like cold to like super humid and hot. Right. Um, and where I train over in Austin has like no ventilation. So once you get going in there, the heart rate just doesn't come down. Right. Yeah. Beast mode but, activated. So I'm just, I'm just curious, like after a workout like that, so what, what does your strain look like? Uh, I can pull, I think my strain on that was, hold on, did that on Saturday. My strain for that was 15 and my day strain was 15.8. Wow. So we probably like wouldn't want to be on a team with him, Leah. Probably not. Probably not. 
No, actually, you know what? I mean, my strain's been a little bit higher lately just because it's been hot, but my strain usually goes between like, I don't know, 12, 11 and 13. That's amazing. So people who are listening are probably like strain, strain what, recovery, what, what, what are these words? What, what are we, what are we talking about here? Let's break it down a little bit. So what is a whoop? What <laughs> my, I, I'm going to try to explain it, but I think, I think you'll be way better at it. Do you want to take the first stab or you want me to take the, okay, let's, I, I'm it? curious, Shay, what's a whoop? Um, it's a fitness tracker device, right? It tracks your sleep, your recovery, your strain, um, Wow, well, that I, elevator pitch was I, underwhelming. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our Leah. mom, this is this is what Karen says. That was underwhelming. Guys, I was put on the spot. Okay, <laughs> Leah, you go. Um, yes, a fitness tracker that optimizes performance for athletes. Um, I think that is like the goal of it all. So uh, it is. It does track your sleep strain, but it really is about optimizing your performance. Mike, we're gonna hand it over to you. Not bad. Right, probably like a C, um, C minus. No, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, a whoop is uh, wearable. We call it a fit fitness coach, health and fitness coach now. But yeah, it's it's wearable. So for people that can't visualize, oh wait, this is on video though, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can show it off. But... Yeah, okay. So these this is a whoop strap, right? It has no face. Um, that's by design. Um, so uh, you can think of it similarly to like a Fitbit on steroids or an Apple watch. that's all juiced up with no screen. The metrics that we pull, um, you know, you might get them elsewhere, like heart rate variability, uh, sleep, all these kinds of things. But the reason it has no face is because we put all the energy and the battery life that this thing has into pulling the highest quality metrics. So we can actually get you the best data. So the three pillars of whoop are, uh, strain recovery and sleep. And Whoop was originally built um, focusing on sleep. Um, the, the real backstory is our CEO, Will Ahmed, um, he played squash at Harvard. And some days he'd go to practice and feel great. And other days he wouldn't feel great. And he couldn't understand why, like what the difference was. What, what is, you know, it seems more or less like I've been doing the same stuff. Why, what's the change? And that's when he actually wrote a senior thesis on heart rate variability, uh, which was kind of like, the, the secret to unlocking whether, like kind of how you feel. How deep you want me to go into the science on this? Yeah, go, no, it's dive, interesting. ready, going? set, dive, okay. pencil dive. So heart rate variability is a term that's thrown around a lot now. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the difference between heart rate variability and resting heart rate or heart rate zones. So heart rate variability is a function of your autonomic nervous system, which is split into two branches, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. So sympathetic speeds you up, parasympathetic slows you down and your heart rate variability is the naturally occurring irregularity between heartbeats. So let's say your resting heart rate's 60 beats per minute. Your heart isn't like a metronome and just like, boom, boom, boom. Like every single time at the exact same cadence, it might be a little bit longer than a second, might be a little bit less, um, but you're still going to achieve that. So that naturally occurring irregularity is measured in milliseconds. Um, and you, the more time you have there, the bigger that number, uh, the more ready your body is to take on competing signals to your, your heart from the sympathetic and parasympathetic to speed up or slow down. So when you really think about it from that perspective, that's sort of like what readiness is, is how receptive is your heart 
to receiving these signals to speed up or slow down to accomplish any task. So heart rate variability, uh, we measure in milliseconds and it's a major part of the recovery score. So I thought that was we, also so interesting too. I think during, it was, is this a variable that they're looking at during COVID too, where some people were able to kind of detect that they had yeah. COVID? So that's respiratory rate. Oh, right. Okay. Keep it going. Sorry, we can talk about all of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all the rates. So we measure all these things during sleep. So whoop was written. So the, the, the thesis of whoop is heart rate variability is the key. And the best way to measure heart rate variability is during sleep. So ultimately whoop was built around sleep. So, um, we really went through years of building the best possible sleep tracker, um, which then churns out a recovery score, which looks at your heart rate variability, your resting heart rate and the quality and duration of your sleep. Um, so we're, you know, within sleep, we're telling you how much sleep you need, and then we're showing you how much sleep you actually get. And that's your sleep performance. So, you know, out of hundred percent, how well did you do? Um, and then within that, we're also showing you the breakdown of how much were you awake, your disturbances, how much REM sleep, how much slow wave sleep, all that kind of stuff. So you can see really the breakdown, um, of where you can make improvements. That's like um, our running joke too, is like Leah is so anal now about her sleep. Like when people are like, oh, like we'll be like, how yeah, did you sleep? You and it's not just like good, bad. It's like, well, I had 14 disturbances. I was in REM for two hours and three minutes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but it is crazy that's, because that's I do feel like when I don't get the right amount of sleep, like I am a completely different person. Like it just affects me so much. And I don't know, I'm trying to decide, is that mental because I'm seeing the score? Like if I didn't know, would I just be able to go on with my day? Or is it because I know that I didn't hit my metrics and I was in the yellow? What do you think? Well, I, I think it's mental a little bit, um, yeah. but that's also part of it. Um, you know, we, obviously sleep performance is important. Um, but ultimately it's the, the intersection of the quality of that sleep and the duration. So most people, you know, for years, people have just been throwing out, oh, you know, get between seven and nine hours of sleep. Okay. That might be right. Um, some people probably their optimal sleep is like seven hours and 10 minutes. Um, and, but they're just getting such a high quality of sleep because their bedtime routine and what they're kind of doing leading up is so good that let's say they're getting like. 60% of their entire night's sleep in a combination of REM and slow wave sleep. And they have high sleep efficiency. So like, it's really packing the punch for your sleep as opposed to, Hey, I'm just going to sleep 11 hours. Cause you could be hung over. You, you could just right. go out and, and drink right. and then sleep 11 hours. And you're like, wait, I'm still in the red. I don't get it. I've got like a 200% sleep performance. That's not a real number, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's not just that you, you actually can get too much sleep. Um, People, that is a thing. It, that's a thing. So if you sleep so much that uh, it's going to negatively impact your ability to get natural sleep the next night, you slept too much. Have you kind of found your sweet spot? Like, do you know down to the, the minute how many hours of oh, sleep down you to need? A minute. <laughs> uh, it, no, it changes. all. So it, this is like a stages of life thing. And this is where Whoop's so helpful. Um, and because Whoop's only measuring you against yourself. Right. Uh, so all these metrics, it's not like uh, we're measuring my heart rate variability against uh, aggregated population. It's me just versus me yesterday, a week ago, 30 days ago, um, and measuring off of those baselines. So when I got on Whoop in 2017, 
my heart rate variability was like 55 base baseline. So that's in milliseconds. Right. Um, for people that are listening, it can go, heart rate variability can go like as low as 10, which would be probably a little scary, um, <laughs> but, but, but well over 200. So lots of different people, like it's a combination of genetics and behavior of change. So I was very fit then. Like I was just coming off of, you know, Olympic coaching, the Rio Olympic games. Like I was training twice a day. My nutrition was on point and I still only had a 55 millisecond, uh, HRV over the course of like a year, I got my baseline up to like 110. And just with behavior change and actually less training. So like wow. seasons of life. Okay, cool. I was really fit. Then I just drank more water and fine-tuned my sleep. Heart rate variability goes up. Have a kid <laughs> in the tank. Absolutely in the tank. Um, so then it goes back down to like 40. It goes down lower than I've ever had it. And then it's just measuring you relative to that point. So now it's back up to like 70. But it, it's, it's good to always be measuring against yourself. Um, because you know where you can possibly get to, but also it's okay to be like, all right, well, this is good for today. Um, so now when I'm in the green, I'm excited when I'm in the green, because I had about a month where I didn't see one green last month, only, only the last five days have I seen green. So your monthly report, not so hot. Oh no. Um, you know, what happens with, with travel and just work things add up being in the yellow is fine to get back to your original question. Is it in my head? Um, you know, you can, you could run a marathon with a red recovery. Um, that's interesting. The, that's very interesting. The, the, out, the output that is not going to feel good. Uh, you're not necessarily going to go into it and, and that ease isn't there. So if you're thinking about really what red, yellow, green is, it's like, what's the ease at which you can complete the same task. Let's just use a 5k run. For yeah. example, we're just going to say for the sake of this, every, no matter what your recovery score, you're going to run seven minute miles. Okay. That's, pretty, that's pretty just solid. the, that's the pace. doesn't matter. You, you know, you're capable of doing it. So on a green day, your strain is going to be low and that effort's going to feel very easy. It might feel like a jog. Um, so let's say you're out of 21, your score is, you know, eight because it was pretty easy. Seven minute miles yellow. Let's say maybe, okay, you know, it wasn't as easy as the green, but I could still do it. And maybe the strain is like a 10 and a half red, a kind of it's labored and it's a 13, but you can still achieve it is the point. Um, you could PR lifts. I wouldn't suggest going for a heavy, you know, right. singles in the red, but you absolutely can. I PR my back squat in the red, like, but it, it was, you know, I've, I've also learned that I've tweaked, I've, I've hurt myself more times doing something stupid in the red than done well. So it's a guide. So if you think of this sort of red, yellow, green, it's more of green is I can push it. Yellow is I can do everything. Let me see how I feel. And red is I should probably warm up to see how I'm feeling and then adjust as necessary, but probably pull back on either the volume or the intensity. Um, because what you don't want to see is a trend of red recoveries because then you're just beating yourself down. So from a training perspective, it's really easy to get in a state of overtraining. If you're just like, no, nah, I can do, it. I can just push, I can push the, those people that just do the program as written and don't kind of ask like, why am I doing this and listen to their body at all? Because once you get into a state of overtraining, it's unclear how long it takes to come down. 
it could be a week, it could be months. So um, that's why you got to think about the trend view of when you're kind of looking at whoop recovery data and performance data. If you're just at like 20 every single day and you're just <laughs> like banging in the, in the yeah. red recoveries, something has to change, something. So um, whoop should just be another data point for you. It doesn't have to be the, the be all end all of like, let me wait to get out of bed to decide how I'm gonna think about my day based on my recovery score. As we're talking about it, I've been up for like four hours and I still have, I hadn't even looked at the recovery score yet. So that was, you know, a pleasant surprise to see the 92%. Um, but that, that, that's what I'd say about that. Um, have you, did you start using Whoop before you started working for Whoop? Yeah, Whoop. So I went to business school over at BU, which is, uh, I mean, basically right across from these offices. Um, we're right next to Fenway. So um, at the time, so post- the Olympic coaching, I started business school and then we were, I was running the endurance program out of what was then CrossFit Back Bay, now is Invictus Back Bay and Invictus Fenway. And they had a CrossFit games team. And so I was like writing also their training uh, or in terms of uh, like endurance stuff. So AJ Baker, who uh, he must be like, he's super early employee. Uh, he, he was like doing sports marketing, but basically it was just like, let's see if we can get into CrossFit. Um, so he came over and he gave us all whoop straps and we were like some of the very first people in the CrossFit space on whoop. So that was man, late 2016, early 2017. And, um, yeah, it, it I was, feel like that's so interesting so because different. like CrossFit really is, I feel like what kind of kickstarted the whoop, right? Yeah. It, you know what? There were a couple of inflection points for sure. So CrossFit as a community, I think. So if Whoop started as, like you said, positioned positioned for elite athletes, right? Michael Phelps, LeBron James, um, some of the first people on, and then all of a sudden this like community uh, of fitness just accepted it, um, it because it's already so dialed into like measuring scores every day and putting things on the whiteboard. So it, it naturally fit in there. Uh, it was kind of like a happy accident. So yes, that was definitely the, one of the first communities to take hold. Um, but then honestly, like sober October with Joe Rogan was like one of the, one of the first jumping off points. And then the COVID piece with the PGA tour was another jumping off point. Um, and then we've had these, you know, larger scale partnerships. I think over it's the, been, the course of a few years. Yeah. And I think it's been really interesting, especially now. I feel like you can tell that whoop is trying to kind of be more inclusive and a, um, target more of the like functional fitness and just like other areas, not just the like top tier elite athletes. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that's obviously where it started, but these, like you going back to like things like respiratory rate, um, as the sort of canary in the coal mine on COVID. Um, that was a metric we were always measuring and we never showed it in the app because it was like, I mean, it's pretty mundane metric. It should be just like static. So for those listening, yeah. uh, respiratory rate is how many breaths per minute you take while you're sleeping. Um, and it should just be a pretty flat number. Um, anywhere from like 14 to 20 is, is most people. Um, and it shouldn't vary all that much. So you're going to have a range. Maybe it's like one to one and a half. And what we were seeing with COVID is basically people would wake up and the respiratory rate would be three beats higher. Um, 
and that was probably like early COVID. Now, now it's, you know, so different. It's, you, you might have a cold and not even know it. Um, right. and that's what COVID is now, but back when it was substantial and, uh, there were no vaccines or anything like that, the spike was wild. Um, so you saw a lot of cases like that, where people were like, I, I went and got tested. I feel like that's how we noticed it too. Yeah. I remember that. But did you see that a lot of people coming to you? Like, thank God I had this whoop on. Cause I mean, that that's really with the PGA tour one. Um, so Nick Watney, who was wearing, uh, his whoop strap and he, uh, when the PGA was coming back, uh, they tested him and it was negative. And then he looked at his whoop data and he had this spike in respiratory rate. He's like, nah, I think you got to test me again. And then he popped positive and then pulled out of that event. And at that point, Rory McIlroy was like, yo, that guy like saved the tour basically by having the, seeing this data and saying, yo, test me again. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen that a lot. Uh, it, it doesn't always mean that because you could have a jump in respiratory rate from allergies, altitude, right. you know, low quality air, um, a, a weekend of drinking. Like mm-hmm. there's things that can, that can recreate it, but if it's out of nowhere, um, it was kind of a sign, it, not definitely, but you should go get a test and maybe pull back from people for, for a minute. Oh, that's so interesting. So we did see that. Um, I would love to dive a little bit more into kind of your job and what exactly you do. So what, what does yeah, a day sure. in, day in the life look like besides so, coming on the don't uh, Alone podcast? Uh, yeah. You know, I joined Whoop when there were 40 people here. Um, and it was very different. So myself and Kristen Holmes, who was our VP of performance science, um, we were, we were called the elite performance team. And what we were doing was working with pro teams, college teams, military, corporate entities um, to basically be their performance coaches. Um, So it was a combination of like enterprise sales, but it was really just through education. You just talk about, you're like, oh, I I need that product. So um, we worked with a lot of teams that then went on to win like national championships um, by just having weekly meetings with us. Um, focused on their sleep goals. We would tweak their travel itineraries. We'd look at their training schedule, play with that. Wow. Um, and in doing that, you know, we drastically, we never say injury prevention. We call it athlete availability, um, <laughs> that your athletes, uh, so we had something like 94% athlete availability when we were doing this. And that just means that uh, on your roster, athletes miss less than five days of anything for the entire year, um, barring any sort of like major, like ACL or something like that injury, but, um, including that stuff. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. And we won a few national championships, uh, with Florida state, Penn state, a few others. Um, so that was pretty cool. Then we kind of split, uh, as the company got bigger and they brought in a more focused enterprise team. Kristen went to, uh, really head up thought leadership and you've heard her on the, the podcast. I'm sure. Um, she's a brilliant, brilliant mind. And I took over strategic partnerships. Um, so finding people that were kind of would be good long-term growth partners for whoop. Um, and in doing that, uh, we continued to grow and, uh, CrossFit was always one of those things. And then with the change of leadership there, there was an opportunity to, uh, make a partnership and then start focusing more on category specific stuff. 
Um, so I took over CrossFit area, but now it's like CrossFit and training and performance. So my daily life now is working with our athletes, working with our media partners, working with our internal team to create, you know, content around uh, the stuff. So talking about Murph, you know, working with our creative team to get that Murph video made. Uh, we have a couple band launches coming out, working with our creative team and external teams to get that stuff made. Sleep Mania, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, um, but it's across our media partners. So um, this is a CrossFit specific one. Four main media partners, CrossFit Mayhem, the Buttery Bros, um, Morning Chalk Up and Talking Lead Fitness. Um, it's basically just been a sleep competition between their community teams. Um, and that ends today, actually. I love and that. then, um, you know, working with external partners um, on potential integrations, right? You know, we have Strava uh, and things like that, where you can, you know, push your data to Strava, push your data to Training Peaks. We have Apple Health Kit. So what does the rest of that ecosystem look like? So I work on that from a, the training perspective and finding right partners on that and having those conversations. Um, and then, yeah, working with the product team on, on any, order, any sort of new training features. So yeah. it's a lot of everything. And then the podcasts. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Yeah, so Shay and I obviously um, live in Boston and, and we've been able to go to the Whoop Labs a number of times. Um, they bring you in and obviously you you test out some of the products and they put you through workouts. And we've talked about it before how one time we went in and our workouts, like mine was like a 10 minute like incline walk and Shay was like burpees, thrusters, push-ups, and she didn't speak to me for like two weeks. No, that was fine. It was, it was a great workout, <laughs> but it was really cool to, to be a part of that. No, just to feel like you're a part of it. Um, as far as like partnerships though, do you feel yourself more, more overseeing like the bigger picture of things? Are you doing the partnerships with athletes like kind of one-on-one -on -one and kind of how big is your team? Um, so it's really, so we have an SVP of partnerships um, who actually used to head up partnerships for the uh, International Olympic Committee. So he knows a lot. Oh, wow. um, so he really oversees everything. Um, in terms of, uh, we, we kind of have, like I said, we, we've sort of split. So, um, you know, we have a golf specific person. We have gym and fitness, which is separate from CrossFit and all the other stuff that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, like I, I work with the athletes in my area directly. I work with other partner, potential integrating partners directly. Um, so yeah, it, right now it's really just kind of like, a it's a run fast and see, see where we go. Um, Amazing. The, you know, that it's, uh, the, the challenge obviously with partnerships is that both parties need to be incentivized. Other, like it can't be a one-way thing that's a sponsorship yeah. you're paying someone to do something or they're paying you to do something um you know creating a partnership is something that uh is always challenging but if like holding holding partners uh accountable i guess and, and everybody excited about the work is the key um so they take longer to develop and, and not unfortunately it's just mm -hmm. the reality um, coming up with the right terms as things change, because you might start a conversation at one point and then by the time, you know, it might be four months down the road and the landscape of maybe what we're doing or what they're doing has changed. Um, so then you have to take that into account. So it's always, uh, finding, finding some cool things to do and, and working towards the future. Yeah. And I think a lot, we, on our podcast, we definitely have a lot of listeners that are fitness professionals. What would you say to people who are interested in kind of working with whoop? Um, what are some things that you look for? 
uh, in terms of working with us or working at Whoop? Working with, with like yeah. more partnerships based. Okay. Um, so there's lots of different levels. Um, the, everything is pretty much uh, built with the partner. Uh, it's not a one size fit all by any means. Um, there are certain basic tenants, but um, you know, like the, if I would say our affiliate program is probably the easiest entry point. So yeah. if you are a fitness professional and you do have, you know, a good book of clients or you run a studio, um, there's absolutely opportunity there um, to get on, earn with Whoop um, and make it a part of your, your daily sort of community values type of thing. So we see this stuff happen all the time without uh, any sort of intervention from us. So you get one person in a facility, hey, what's that? What's oh, whoop? Okay. Oh, and we create a team and I'll run into somebody at some random event and I'll be like, hey, I, I got a whoop and now there's 50 people at my gym that have it. And we have a community team and yeah. we compete on sleep every day and, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so like it's a, it's a heavy value proposition, right? We haven't even talked about like recovery or strength. Um, we only talked about sleep for a little bit and we're yeah. just kind of been talking generally, but um, we don't count steps. We don't do any of that stuff. So you really have to kind of believe in the, in the product and be, basically become like an evangelist yourself. Um, because you do, you truly believe in what, what the mission is and what the data is telling you and how it can inform behavior change. That's really what whoop is. It's like a behavior modification tool. Um, so the more you put in, the more you get out. If you don't interact with the journal, if you, if you like just look at this stuff and you're like, F it, I don't care. Yeah. Then like, it's probably not for you. Um, and that's just the truth. Um, but if you are looking to like actually find out some things about yourself and just learn like, Hey, this is how much drinking half my body weight in ounces of water positively affects me. Like that's the, that's the thing I tell people all the time. Yeah. You don't need to be worried. Like stop thinking about like the creatine or the pre-work and all this other stuff you're trying to like throw in, just go drink some more water and get some better sleep and see what happens first. And then like, then, you know, you can start tinkering, but my goodness, people try and go for like, back to the basics. The people. Yeah. It's like, it's so simple. How many cups of coffee have you had before you had a glass of water? Have you had any water? Yeah. That's one thing I've actually been trying to do. I'm like, just I just hiding. always go right for the coffee. Yeah. And then- Big glass of water first. Start your day right. Leah, what are some yeah. things that you have in your journal as far as like your sleep? I feel like yeah. this is your so journal. You can, your sleep journal is like wild. Well, no, because you can pick your journal for the day. You can pick what questions it asks you, right? It can be as in-depth or simple Correct. as you want. So like every morning it asks me, uh, do, did you wear your sleep mask? I wear a sleep mask, people. <laughs> did you did you take any sleep medicine? Like, did I take melatonin? Um, did you experience stress? And then, like, if so, how much stress? So it really, it really is cool because then you can kind of look back and see, like, okay, when I did these things, when I had these, um, when I did wear my sleep mask, my sleep was great. When I didn't, it wasn't. So it's really cool to look back. At that, do you even do the journal? No, slacker. I know I am a slacker, but I honestly think life has changed for the better since Whoop. I used to wear an Apple Watch, and I wear an Apple Watch when teaching because of the face. But I think you kind of just get the overall like what move activity from your Apple Watch, and it's so interesting to be able to really look at your stats like in depth um, on Whoop. Right, um, Mike. When you it, when it comes to like the step 
after the affiliate program? Like when, you know, these partnerships get a little bit more serious, what are you looking for in an athlete? Like how do those work? Uh, for an athlete specifically? Um, or for anyone really, anyone in fitness? Well, I think it's the difference between, you know, an athlete or yet, you know, a personality in the fitness space versus like an organization or a media brand. Um, it's really kind of like, what does the full uh, breadth of the opportunity look like? Do you have a TikTok presence? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a YouTube? Are you a TikToker? Um, I'm, I'm not a TikToker, no. Um, do Yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, maybe. No. Maybe I did the Renegade He's once. Like, should no. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I consider no, no, no. I'm one of those old people that sees TikToks that, uh, on Reels two weeks after they were relevant. Um, that's fair. But no, no, no. I mean, like that's it. That's absolutely in uh, like a real uh, channel now in yeah. terms of you know content. Uh, so it's something we're dabbling in. Um, but yeah, it's like how can what's your audience? How do how can we speak to it? How is is it a a new reach that we haven't had yet? What are some cool stories we can tell? Uh, and it so it's really open ended. It's it, that's kind of the 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 piece there is each, each one of these sort of athlete deals is unique um, and built specifically around that person and what they bring to the table. Um, so like a Michael Phelps deal looks very different than a Rich Froning or a Haley Adams or Annie, like they all look different. Yeah. And I mean, um, I can imagine like in this role, you obviously get to meet some really inspirational people. Um, are there any kind of relationships that really stand out to you? Hmm, that's a good question. And have you been starstruck uh, by anyone? Yes. You know, I I don't get starstruck. Um, it's uh, they're just people. They're just people. Um, and I think you you maybe you're a little nervous in the first place, uh, or like you go up and then you just realize they're just a person. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I maybe it's because I like just through the circles I've run in, uh, on like this sort of like Olympic level stuff that it's i don't know it, it like the seal has been broken it's just kind of uh like i've always been around sort of like high performing people and it's just that's the same sort of thing in in different areas so yeah. um like in 2012 london you you could google this uh this <laughs> there's like getty photos of me leaving the speedo party with my now wife um <laughs> at like 5 a.m. Um, but it was like with like Phelps and Lochte and all that, like it was just kind of like what was going on. So I don't know what I like to take away when I go and meet these people in their own sort of environment is like, they obviously live different lives than a different life than I do. Um, like what are some things that like are working well for them that I could potentially take a version of an input in my life. So I was just in Tennessee, uh, two weeks ago, maybe it was, wow, it's only like a week ago. <laughs> um, and it's a very different pace of life, right? Obviously, New England, the Northeast, um, like we just kind of like go, 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 yeah, go, we don't go. Stop. Um, yeah, we don't stop. We don't stop ever. Um, and we like are kind of rude to each other. And, you know, <laughs> passive it's just aggressive. Like, yeah, it's very different. Uh, it's like, you go to Tennessee, and they're like, 
so courteous. They want to know about you. They want to talk to you. And you're almost it's, like it's startled. Like a, you're like, what? Why are you asking how I am? Or when someone says like, hello to you in the elevator, it's like, yeah, why are you smiling at me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's this sort of like gratefulness about like just living life and in a nice, easy pace. Uh, obviously, how much can you put in easy pace? I don't know. But can I be a little kind of like more thoughtful and focused on people, not like looking at my phone as, you know, like you're doing stuff? Um, you know, you come back from something like that and you think, how do I implement that a little bit better? Um, so that's more of the stuff I try and take away um, is what is this person kind of got dialed in? And can I take a little piece of that and, and add that in uh, to my life? Or is it as something as simple as they've removed all this stuff? Maybe I need to remove stuff. I think people are always so eager to add mm-hmm. when really a lot of times the best way to make strides forward is to remove Yeah. I mean, and it's so interesting. We obviously on this podcast, we talk to a good amount of athletes and they just talk, I think each and everyone um, has emphasized the point um, of just like the power of saying no to things and just being really strategic with how they spend their time, especially when you're training at that level. Um, but I mean, you talk about some of the the amazing relationships that you've had, but I'm sure also amazing, like trips that you get to go on amazing events that you get to go to. Um, I mean, I know we can check Wadapalooza off as one of them, but are there any other like big events that you look forward to each and every year or some standout ones? Um, you know, I think Wadapalooza is the most fun. Yes. Um, We nailed it. Score. it, It really is. There's nothing quite like it. Um, in terms of a fan experience where you can participate, like, you know, they have the gauntlet, they've got the spectator workout. Did you do the gauntlet? I did not. I, you know, I really missed it. Uh, Tommy Marquez was calling me, uh, cause he needed a partner for the like celeb one. And I was like, oh no, no, like, I, I don't, I'm trying to, we had whoop winners that got to do it. Um, that would have been fun, but no, I did not do it. Um, it's always next. We, we, we owned the spectator workout area, um, at Wadapalooza. So that in terms of that, I mean, like it was technically like the whoop spectator workout area because it's such a good touch point, um, to get people excited and give them cool experiences that they can't, they don't normally get. So like the buttery, like the buttery bros and Annie Thor's daughter ran a class for us. Um, or like Christian Harris or mayhem, like, you know, the, that's, what's so great about Wadapalooza is cause it's like, it, it doesn't have any impact on the season whatsoever. Um, and athletes are so available in a way that they're yeah. not available at any other point in the year. They want to walk around, no Olsen high five, take photos, you know, BS with people. Um, that just doesn't exist anywhere else. And I know Wadapalooza is going to keep getting better and better um, in terms of like expanding. You know, I think it's really kind of maxed out uh, on what it can do from like a CrossFit perspective, you know, with all the different age groups or different uh, levels of competitors. Uh, they were some of the very first to like really make adaptive such an important part of the, the community, which is amazing. Um, but I think it's like, how do, what, what more can you do? Uh, like, you know, with tier getting into the space, so you got a swim and triathlon brand. Does that become part of it? I don't yeah. know. But like, you know, I, I think that people are like Miami in January. Sounds great. <laughs> um, see you there. But yeah, you never kind of know where you get to go. Like there's cool trips you don't expect. Um, you know, back when I would like go visit military bases and work in that, you, you get a whole different perspective. Like, wow, this is a world I didn't know 
existed like this, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you occasionally get to do some cool stuff. I got to go to the NBA All-Star Game uh, pre, <gasps> pre-pandemic or like as the pandemic was starting, basically. That was my last whoop trip for two and a half years. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm sure your wife appreciated <laughs> having you at home um, with the kids. Is your um, wife into fitness as well? My wife is the Olympian. She's way more impressive. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. In, in what? Rowing. Wow. Oh, talk about a match made in heaven. Couple goals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we actually we met in college. First day of college. First day? Yeah. And I was like, I, I mean, we didn't start dating till. Yeah, we didn't start dating till later. Um, but yeah, it uh, it all worked out. Um, are you guys on a whoop team? We are. We're on several whoop teams. Okay. What are some of your favorite ones? Are you on, you must be on the Boston one. Actually, probably not. Oh <laughs> my my goodness! Get him on there. I'm uh, I'm from Philadelphia, so like. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm on the CrossFit Boston team, but yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's usually, yeah. What is this? Like tired parents. <laughs> tired parents. Yeah, I want to be on that team. Uh, no, yeah. I just kind of check up on some of these teams. You know, I have my family team, uh, just me and my wife. Yeah. I guess I'm not on too many big teams. It's he keeps the really circle a, small. Yeah. You know, I, I get on the one with my parents to make sure that they're not doing too much. My, my mom's, <laughs> on the, it's nine, it's nine 56 in the morning. My mom already has a 19.4 strain and my Are, dad is a 16.5. What? Yeah. What is she doing? She Marf. just like doesn't know how to stop, man. Uh, Gima Lombardi is uh, wiling out over there. <laughs> she gets up. She like walks like eight miles and she goes plays around a golf. She might hit the Peloton. That is. Yeah, she really she really missed her calling as an endurance athlete. It's a shame that she grew up when she did when like women didn't really. Yeah. have sporting opportunities because she's like obviously some sort of freak engine she's it is so like funny it. though like being on a team you really can like know so like it's like the next level of stalking like i know when leah wakes up like i can be like i saw that your whoop is activated and, <laughs> and i know you you're not answering answer my, text. my text rude i'm like oh god too much I, I mean to be fair i do that too yeah no, i know you're awake um but i Anything else we missed before we head into our game? We right. love to finish every episode with a little bit of a game, so I hope you're prepared. But anything you feel like we missed <laughs> that, like we didn't get a good representation of you or of Whoop? Um, you know, Whoop is there's there's so many options out there for you now, just in general, right? And risk space is coveted. Um, so one, you can absolutely wear a Whoop strap with anything else because double, they're double under- strap like it. even your hair elastically or your scrunchie like it, it, yep. it works yeah. you're getting fundamentally different data sets so like your apple watch is a is a phone on your wrist like it's it's not it has some health component but it's not doing what we're doing if you want to run and you want to track pace get a garmin like um it doesn't have to be one or the other it should be it should be both if that's really kind of the route you want to go um, the other good thing about whoop is you can wear it anywhere on your body. We didn't talk about that. Oh, um, wait, I saw someone put, put it in your sli- sports bra And I saw someone with the sleeve. Oh. Yeah, so we have, we do, but we've had the sleeves. Um, you know, there's, they can just be like bicep or there's full arm. But we do also have um, like wearable apparel. So that's yeah, one of the things cool. I tested in the whoop lab, actually. <laughs> because awesome. of you, Shay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they were know. able they, to they bring this. You're welcome, to life. Everyone. Yeah. 
yeah, so we have, uh, you know, athletic clothes plus like intimates. Uh, so we have like, you know, bralettes, underwear, briefs. Uh, oh my God. I, I feel do- like the next future of Whoop, I mean, I'm sure you can't tell us too, too much, but like, I feel like the next thing will be like inserts like into your actual body. People have been saying, I get so many emails saying that. <laughs> like I, hey, I when, when, is it, when is it just going to be in your skin? Yeah. yeah. Imagine. Wow. Uh, not, not for a little bit. I don't think. Okay. But <laughs> not, if not it does, bit. you heard it here first. We'll be in. <laughs> um, but what do you think is next for whoop as far as, is there any like tea you can kind of spill to the toners listening? I mean, there's a reason it's a subscription and that's so that we can take that and reinvest in the product. Um, we're a software company, largely less, less so a hardware company. So when we do these hardware upgrades, so from the three to the four, um, really what's enabled is just the capabilities. So, you know, at launch, there's just endless potential. And then it's the time that we have to then take to build all these cool features into it. Um, so I, Whoop's just going to get more and more robust in terms of the data sets we can offer um, and how we can connect, hopefully, all of your health and fitness dots. So I love that's that. about all I can I can share. All the tea that's being spilled this morning. That's all fair. Right. All right. All right. Whoop, there it is. This or that is the name of the game. Um, we've got some, like, common fitness questions, fitness topics that we want your opinion on. So first one, two a day workouts or two extra hours of sleep? This or that? Oh man, these are like tough binary. I want to like qualify them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I phone a friend? Uh, I did. Most people don't need two a day. Two hours of sleep. All right. Hey, I'm with you. All right. More important to stretch before or after your workout? Uh, both, especially when you're old. <laughs> okay, that's a fair, fair always, answer. Always stretching. <laughs> well, we already touched upon this, but recovery day when you're in the yellow. Or push through. Go hard. Go ham. Ham. You heard it here. Um, Mix out, mix up your workout modalities or stick to one. Oh, I think mixing up is, is good as long as you're, I mean, that's what I do. Um, But like you can achieve the very similar stimulus or or your intended stimulus through lots of different ways. So um, I think it's good to keep developing generally what you see when you get injuries is someone just doing the same thing over and over and over again, or they're, they're like, why am I not making any progress? Cause you haven't changed your routine in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, sw- switch it up. It's, it's good to confuse your body. Yeah. And then workout three or four days a week or workout seven. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I need, I have questions. I mean, no, it's not a question. I think for most people work out three to four, I work out seven, but like, um, you don't you have any recovery hurt. days. Well, I'll count certain things as a recovery day. That, it's like I only like ran not, five not miles. In, <laughs> no, not an off day. No, like I, I'll count like a, a bodybuilding type of day as like a recovery day because you can really take a lot of rest. Um, it's not high, not necessarily the way if I'm doing it, it's not going to be necessarily like high intensity, high output. It's like I want to move. Or I might do like a very light cycling or, you know, something like, or like a mixed modality run ski something, you know, it just kind of move like it's not, I don't know. I don't, 
I feel worse when I don't move, but you have to like anything, you have to earn your volume of training. Um, you can't just be like, Hey, I want to train seven days a week. Well, maybe if you do like 20 minute sessions and you're going from zero to nothing, but do like three or four really good sessions a week and be happy with that and, and fine tune the other stuff. And if you're like, Hey, I think I could do more cause I have a goal. Um, then go do that. Um, but you need to earn your volume through, through quality. And it's not just like, I'm going to do stuff because I want to do it. That's not how it works. Nope. I like that's the like fastest a way to get hurt. Out, like yeah. Earn your volume. volume. I love that. Let's stitch it into a pillow. Um, all right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. Obviously, I know you're a busy man. you got things to do. Um, but we really appreciate you taking the time. Anything you would like to plug um, to our toners before we wrap it up? Uh, just check out whoop.com. we got a lot of cool stuff going on, a lot of cool media projects. Check, uh, check the socials, check the YouTube. Um, pretty cool stuff. Um, and then when we air this episode, Leo, we promise we're going to put up our whoop code. We're going to start a whoop team with more people like our toner community. We've been saying we're going to do that and we haven't. So this is, it's coming with this episode. This is the kick in the butt we needed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Mike, for being here with us. With that, you can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. But all we ask is that, that you, you don't, don't tone alone. alone. Bye, guys.